Yeah, hey everyone, this is Kelvin, and welcome to episode 67 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Dusty Hansen. He is the vocalist of the band Choke. If you're not familiar with Choke, they are a death metal grindcore band out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And they have an EP scheduled to be released on September 16th through uh, Translation Lost Records. So uh, be sure to check them out and be sure to, you know, pick up their uh, EP and support the band Choke. I just, you know, got familiar with Choke. Um, Dusty reached out to me. Uh, He let me know that uh, he's a listener of the podcast and um, let me know that, you know, Choke has has an EP coming out. And um, I, you know, went ahead and checked him out. And yeah, I was just blown away. You know, it's definitely got... um, grindcore um influence you know most notably um nails um just because they got that hm2 guitar tone and they also got a really you know groovy uh section uh to go with the the grindcore and uh it was just a cool you know talk you know just to get to know dusty and how the band started and um, yeah, just to you know, hear about his experience in the uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin area. But um, yeah, be sure to follow Choke and uh, be sure to check out that album. I'm sorry, that EP uh, called The Siphon. And it'll be um, released on September 16th. So um, yeah, look out for that. I'll play a quick clip of, uh, of the single Lust for Death. But uh, yeah, I encourage everyone just to check out that whole uh, song. It's uh, fucking smokes. All right, here we go. Check it out, the, this clip, and then check out the interview. All right, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm talking to Dusty from uh, the band Choke. Uh, how are you doing, Dusty? Doing great, man. Just hanging out in the garage. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind introducing yourself, kind of like your role in the band and kind of where where you guys are? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Dusty. Uh, I do vocals for Choke. Um, I'm the only singer for Choke thus far so everything that's coming up is just me doing the vocal stuff for it um we're we say we're based out of green bay wisconsin and then we're uh all kind of living surrounding that area i guess um a couple of the guys are from green bay our drummer and then our uh bass player also live in green bay so yeah yeah thank you um yeah, I, you know, just found out about you, you guys, you know, um, I checked out the, the, the first song, the, uh, was it Lust for Death? Um, yep. Yeah, it's freaking heavy. It's, um, sick. Um, Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about how the band formed? Yeah, um, so like, uh, let's see, like winter of... 2019 
uh, like the 2019 to 2020 winter, right around like December, January, right in that area. Um, <clears throat> I bumped into uh, Caleb, who is our lead player, guitar lead guitar player, out at a show, um, and I'd recognized him from before he played in a, a cover band, and he was wearing a, a Nails shirt <laughs> playing with this, like, rock and roll kind of a little bit of Americana splashed in it sort of uh I said cover band now they're all original band actually um they're called Christopher Gold and the New Old Things cool dudes check them out if you get a chance but um yeah I recognized Caleb when I went to this show and right away I was like hey aren't you the guy that was wearing this nail shirt at this thing you look really familiar and we got to talking about Nails, which is, you know, a mutually appreciated band. And then, I mean, sat and hung out at the show. And by the end of the night, you know, we probably had a beer or two or whatever. <laughs> so we were kind of having a little bit of a bromance about just heavy music and everything. And I wound up getting on the topic of like the HM2 guitar tone with him. And I was like, man, we should just, like, or, do you want to start, like, an HM2 band? Kind of, you know, like, Dismember and Nails and Gate Creeper and all that great stuff mixed up together. And he was like, yeah, for sure. So he sent me a couple of demos over the next week or two and was really into what was going on. It was pretty much perfectly what I've wanted to do for quite a few years before that. And I just wrote some vocals to it, and we got back together. Um, he <clears throat> co-ran, or still co-runs, uh, Split Underground Studio in Green Bay. So we got to just, like, track these demos that he had just played guitar on, just one guitar, and then he did some MIDI drums to it. And then we just threw some vocals over it with, like, an SM7. And it started sounding pretty, pretty fucking cool together. And then we got into chatting about, um, you know, well, who could actually play drums on this? And we need another guitar player, you know, because it'd be cool to throw some solos in and do all that shit. And, uh, and then a bass player, too. So between him and I, we kind of recruited some people. Um, first couple first couple of people didn't necessarily work out just scheduling conflicts and everything like that, just different things going on in life. And then we, uh, landed the, the lineup that we have now and just kind of got to rehearsing together and then stuff kind of just started happening from there. So nice. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that. How you guys, you know, got familiar with one another, like just like um, at a show and kind of bonding over nails. That's that's so that's so cool. Um, I'm I'm a big nails fan too. I mean, they haven't been, really been putting music out as of late, but yeah, that's a that's a heavy band. I just yeah, I really they've they've kind of gotten a lot of exposure, but I feel like they kind of stepped away from like playing music, but that's, that's cool. I, I can definitely hear that influence. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really necessarily sure a hundred percent what happened with nails. 
Um, I know um, Taylor Young, he's their drummer, he or drummer at the time, he'd started uh, the Pit recording studio. And I think he's out of L.A. And then um, I'm not sure what the rest of the guys are up to. I think their bass player left as well. I'm not sure why or anything like that. I did see a thing on the Nails Instagram some months back where it looked like they were maybe hinting at some stuff and then they put some new merch out and stuff like that too. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'd I'd love to hear another Nails record. That'd be great. Yeah, I love that record. Um, uh, Abandon All Life. I think that's when I really kind of got in, into them. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And... um yeah, that's that's a that's a cool uh, kind of like origin kind of story of the band. I guess I'm kind of ignorant to you know the Wisconsin area. I mean, yeah, when I think of like the Midwest, I kind of um, for me, I, I kind of think of more like the Minneapolis area of you know like yeah. hearing of bands where where bands start and where band like where where the scene is in that Midwest area. But yeah, yeah. How, can yeah. you can you talk about our, the scene over there? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, you mentioned Minneapolis, which is pretty cool. Um, Caleb, who, who I'd mentioned before, the the guy that I originally started choke with, he went to school for. Uh, I don't know if it was music, music engineering, audio engineering, um, music management. It was, I think it's kind of all mixed. Together. So he actually went to school in Minneapolis and our drummer, Chris, went to McNally Smith when that was still going in Minneapolis as well. So that's kind of sweet. Um, a lot of cool stuff comes out of Minneapolis, especially lately. Um, so, yeah, I mean as far as the scene around Wisconsin goes, I think it's hitting a new wave of kind of regrowth, I think. And maybe that's just because I was sort of removed a little bit from it just by, by choice, just working. And I have two kids and stuff too. So they're a little bit older now, so I'm kind of getting back into stuff and I'm able to have a little bit more time, but um, yeah, it's kind of just growing in my opinion um it's it's pretty pretty well mixed and diverse with the music so um there's a couple of couple of more thrashy bands uh couple of couple of death metal bands um there's a lot of just like super hard rock bands which is interesting too um it's kind of nice to to break up the regular going out to shows circuit and see some of those guys too and a lot of them are pretty close friends with us um a couple of black metal bands um yeah it's just it it's growing especially i think around the green bay area um we have a venue here called the lyric room which we're actually doing our uh, ep release show at in november and that place is, it harbors some national acts that come through. Um, I just went and saw Weed Eater play there not too long ago. So that was awesome. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a definite box of 
potential puzzle pieces there. And it, I think it's slowly coming together for sure. Yeah. I, the only band I'm kind of familiar with is a uh, jungle rot. Like I think they're a Wisconsin band. Um, yeah. I love, oh yeah. I, I think love jungle they, rot. Yeah. They're so sick. Yeah. Are they from, they're from like down by, I want to say like Kenosha. Okay. okay. Or, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when, yeah, when I think of like Midwest, I just think of like the Minneapolis area and then, um, I know mm-hmm. there's a couple of bands from North Dakota. When I, when I lived there, I kind of, kind of kept tabs on that bands that come out of that area. Um, yeah. Is it, is it, uh, Phobophilic? Are they North Dakota or South Dakota? Yeah. Yeah. They're Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. Sick. Those guys are fucking awesome. I love that band so much. I just saw them guys with, uh, when they did that, when Gate Creeper came through on that, their first run back after COVID, they had Phobophilic on a couple of shows. And I think I listened to the, the cast you did with Vinny and they had mentioned the X-Ray Arcade show mm-hmm. in uh, Milwaukee. And that was, I went to that show as well. And that was, yeah, phenomenal. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for checking that out. Yeah. I was just a big fan. Looking forward to their new album next month. Um, Hell yeah. Definitely. Those singles sound damn fine. So. Yeah, super like technical. I'm like, whoa, like this is like way out there. Like it's not like caveman death metal. This is like thinking man's death metal. Yeah, yeah. I I love the I love the resurgence of the super old school vibes coming back. Like I, I love that shit. Those guys like 200 stab wounds is another one. Like undeath is phenomenal too. I mean not to lump them all in the same or anything like that. They're all definitely unique and special in their own ways. But yeah, that whole general feel, I guess, when I listen to them anyhow, love that stuff. Yeah. I, I, um, I occasionally get like, um, albums, you know, that are a few weeks to months, you know, uh, before their release, I'll get an album on the new tribal gaze album, um, that, came into my email and I just been listening to that all week, man. That's so badass. Like I, I don't know. There's a little more hardcore, I think influence compared to their, they, they put out an EP last year, but tribal gaze, they're from Dallas, Texas, but, um, I just been listening to that nonstop. So, um, Hell yeah. I'm all, I'm all aboard for that. Like new wave of like old school sounding death metal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely, I definitely love my fair share of hardcore splashed into stuff too. I'm definitely not like a, a diehard hardcore dude or anything. I have definite respect for it and everything like that. But, you know, yeah, me personally, you know, especially with us, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of that hardcore feel splashed into it too. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned some of your influences like nails and a uh, dismember. Um, were there any <laughs> other, like, um, like any, any other influences or anything else that inspired you either like, you know, musical or non-musical or I don't know if it's just like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, for, for me personally, um, rotten sound is a huge, a huge one to me. Um, the, just the straight up aggression with that band is just wild. Like the, speed 
and clarity mixed together on their recordings is just like super special. I, I think there's not a ton of bands that can get that, that speed and that chaos with that kind of clarity. I think they just have the, the right formula between everybody to get that. So ton of respect for Rotten Sound. Um, Gate Creeper, I'd mentioned going to that show. Um, those guys too, I mean, <clears throat> kind of dialing it back on the speed at times and just like super great, great tone, um, super punchy drums, like straight up to the point, but memorable every time you listen to it. It's it's one of them things like, um, I think I kind of heard Chase saying something <clears throat> on a podcast where like, they don't like to throw all these fancy, like crazy scaled riffs and all this nuts shit into their songs necessarily. They want it to, in a way, be, you know, you can hear it 10 times and then hum it back or, you know, tap your leg to it and go that route. Um, that That's a huge motivator listening to them just to kind of have those hooks and have that catchiness to stuff too. So, I mean, I definitely take from that and try to put stuff like that or just those general attitudes towards songwriting into motion when we do stuff. Uh, Phobia is a huge band for me too. Uh, they go back quite a bit. Just, again, like clarity, chaos mixed into like the whole equation with the right message too. I mean, they're a super equality-driven band. I mean, super, you know, cut the shit. This is this is the chaos happening in the world, and stop closing your eyes to it. And, like, here it is. We're going to yell in your face about it, which I respect a ton. Uh, if you have a voice, I think you should use it, and they do it well. Um, yeah, and um, lately, like, in the next, like, the, the last year, there's a band that's kind of comprised between um, two guys from Wisconsin here. Um, and I think another member is from Illinois or Minnesota. I forget which one, but uh, there's a band called Pains. And those guys are just, they fucking blew my mind. Like the first time I heard them. And, like, to this day, I mean, definitely my favorite Midwest band. Um, they're pretty influential, too. And I can kind of level with a lot of their messages and stuff, too. Uh, their guitar player and primary vocalist, Alex, is just a super straightforward dude. He's not afraid to say what he has to say about his opinion and put it into song, and he does it in a fucking great way. And their drummer is just a animal too, Nick. He's just the nicest dude in the world. But put him behind some drums and looks like a looks like he's on a murderous rampage. So it's <laughs> super fun. Awesome. Yeah, I gotta check them out. You said pains. Pains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super awesome. Their drummer them. Nick is. Uh, their drummer Nick is in another band called Frail Body. And they're on Deathwish Incorporated. So that's Jake Bannon from Converge, yeah, his label. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Nick's 
advanced trail body. They're sick too. Check them out also. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I want to talk about your upcoming EP. Um, yeah, uh, the EP is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Decipher? Is that the, how you pronounce it? Yeah, Decipher. Okay. It's a totally made up word. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, you kind of mentioned like how you guys started recording, but um, uh, can you talk about the recording <clears throat> for this uh, EP? Um, kind of like when you guys like started and kind of like the like the recording process and like yeah and, and you know stuff like that yeah man um so when when we all got together and we had these these demo tracks that caleb and i started doing i, I think there was shit, like three or four of them and we wound up keeping two of those for sure and that was kind of what we started rehearsing on so everybody kind of got comfortable with those. Um, Caleb kind of brought in a few more guitar ideas and we all kind of gelled as far as writing goes. Once all the other members joined in and were on board and we got to <clears throat> kind of mildly practice those songs together. So it was, I mean, pretty quick from the time of getting everybody together where we were like, okay, everybody knows how to play their parts. We might, might not necessarily be like super tight, super, super tight together. I mean, we could get through the songs. It sounded great. We did some rehearsals and like we went through the set first time, no problem when we first met up and it was pretty rad. So we're like, well, you know, fuck it. Let's start doing some like pre-production stuff and we have enough for an EP now. So, um, the guys, you know, we got the click tracks together. Um, Caleb and our other guitar player, Eric, they did some scratch tracks to some like just click. And then our drummer, you know, he did his thing with the scratch tracks and the, the clicks. He got his portion of it knocked out and kind of changed some things in the process. So it was kind of like writing a little bit as we did the pre-production to it. And then, um, yeah, we like did the pre-pro for bass following that. And then I came in last and just did some pre-production stuff for vocals, just like kind of single takes through nothing super duper fancy. And then we did like a, a rough, mix of that just to you know see if we could get it to sound good um we did it in um caleb's studio the split underground studio in green bay and we found out holy shit like this doesn't sound half bad let's start talking about you know who who can you know maybe mix this if we take a, a serious run at it and record it here and then I had brought up, um, or me and Caleb kind of both had came up with uh, Kurt Ballou from Converge. He he did the uh, the nails abandon all life that we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're like, well, shit, you know. So I had actually talked to <clears throat> Kurt a couple of months before that regarding. Um, 
Or wait, how did that work? No, I think I, I contacted him about mixing and he sounded up for it. He wanted us to send him some stuff. So that's what initially started us to do like the pre-production stuff. So Kurt was figured out before that. I got my timeline all messed up here. <laughs> so yeah, Kurt, Kurt was like, oh yeah, cool. You know, uh, send me some demos and everything like that. So we sent him like the, the pre-production kind of stuff. And he was like, yeah, you know, I can work with this. And then we discussed, you know, um, that, that was in like the, the COVID era <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty deep at that point. So it was where Kurt was doing a lot of remote mixing for bands. So he essentially sent us a list of, you know, maybe like recommended mics and, setups to use and all the other stuff, you know, like just, just his kind of what he would be comfortable mixing remotely. So he wasn't buried in work doing it. So, so we kind of gathered up some stuff. Uh, Caleb works at guitar center. So <laughs> that helped a little bit. We got a little bit of, um, a couple of better mics together and stuff. And we, just kind of swung for the fences with it. We're like, all right, well, shit, you know, Kurt said he's down to do this. That's great. Um, let's, let's give it a go. So yeah, we, you know, started out the same way again. I mean, we, we redid the scratch tracks for guitar with click and, you know, Chris did the drums. Then we did uh bass and two guitars. I did the vocals. And then I think after that, we kind of just had like a day of going in there and, having fun and doing a little bit of noise making and ambient stuff like with it with just like guitar effects and just kind of filler stuff. So yeah. And then we sent, sent it off to Kurt, um, late April or May of last year. Mm-hmm. And then he, he'd gotten it back to us and shit sounded fucking crazy good. And then we sent it from there to uh Brad Boltwright at audio siege in uh, portland and he mastered it and then yeah we got it back and it was just couldn't ask for more i think we set the bar pretty pretty high for ourselves so that should be super motivating moving forward too yeah that's that's awesome and you guys got the attention of uh translation lost records um i mean i i collect like you know records and i always they always put out the, the best looking like uh vinyl records but um yeah how'd you guys get the attention of uh translation lost yeah so um <clears throat> caleb again our our lead player he he was in a um more of like a, a doomish band i guess you could call it they're called cavern light and uh that was with uh Adam from Gilead Media was uh, drumming for that, and uh, Scott Burns doing some guitar and vocals, or uh, I think guitar and vocal stuff. And then, yeah, they, they had gotten their uh, latest release put out on Translation Lost, so we kind of had maybe a little bit of a shoe in, or at least a connection <clears throat> to uh, Drew at Translation Lost. So. Yeah, we just sent Drew the the songs once they were just like done, mastered, mixed everything was good to go on them, and 
he just, he dug it a lot. And then, I mean, it was just, you know, the, the process from there was, you know, just building up a plan to release and a timeline and goals for all that stuff. And then, yeah, kind of brought us to here where it's now it's getting out there finally. So that's cool. Yeah. I've, I've just heard the one song that, um, that's been released and it's, um, yeah, I love it. And it's just, uh, I love the way the song starts with, um, yeah, I can hear the HM2 guitar tone with that, like just that groove. Um, and then, yeah, it just like goes off on a, like just a grindcore, like, yeah, just tear it. So it's, it's pretty badass. I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of that, uh, EP. Um, and it's coming out in about a month or so, right? I was looking it up, um, September 16th. Yeah. Yep. September 16th is the, uh, the release day. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be another single for that coming out. Uh, the week of September 9th. So it'd be like a week before the release. So the title track is going to come out uh, about a week before the actual release. And that'll be just like a second single release for that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone should check that out. Um, uh, yeah. Really looking forward to it. I mean, it's always, I'm, I'm just like a nerd with all this stuff. I'm always looking forward to, you know, hearing new bands and, yeah, I'm really, glad, oh, really yeah. glad you reached out to me. Um, and then um, when you reached out to me, you mentioned that, uh, are you near the Oneida uh, Reservation? Yeah, so um, Green Bay, <clears throat> like the, oh, that'd be kind of like the, the the western side of Green Bay, um, just south of Green Bay and up to like the western side of west of green bay is uh yeah that's the oneida reservation so yeah we're we're right there yeah cool yeah definitely um i've um yeah i'm not too familiar with like the um uh, like the tribal reservations out there I, i'm familiar with um the ho-chunk i think it's on the it might be on the other side of the state okay yeah yeah i think that's like near La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more more west of us. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's uh there's Ho Chunk. There's uh, back to Flambeau. That's north of us. Um, I believe there's some Menominee up there as well. Yeah. yeah. There's awesome. there's there's a quite a, there's a pretty good presence definitely for for indigenous people in Wisconsin. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, when I went to I was going to school in North Dakota. A friend of mine was from the Ho Chunk uh, area, and um, yeah, we used to always like. Um, well, I guess he's he's my friend was from Wisconsin. He's he was always like, kind of like talking shit to me because I'm from Arizona, and I don't know if you're like a sports fan or, or but um, like University of Arizona and University of Wisconsin basketball are like, like don't like each other. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. There's like a thing going on between those two schools, like this, the teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not a huge, a huge, uh, like sports follower. It's, it's kind of a typical theme in Wisconsin to do a little bit more of like just outdoors sports, you know, yeah. a lot of the guys in our band are fishermen and stuff like that, you know, we'll go out and fish for northern pike and muskie and stuff like that quite a bit. So, yeah, as far as, like, you know, any just 
I guess, regular athletic sports or whatever you would want to classify it as. I mean, the Packers are like a staple here. But other than that, yeah, I kind of don't really know a whole lot about sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, I'm more of like a college football, college basketball fan. But um, Arizona Wildcats are like just a big deal around here for like the college basketball. But um, the story is that... Um, in 2014 and 2015, back-to-back years, um, Arizona and Wisconsin ended up playing each other in the, I believe it was the Elite Eight in the like college basketball uh, tournament, the March Madness tournament, and uh, both oh, okay, years, cool. yeah, both years the Wisconsin Badgers like beat Arizona, and so it's it's kind of like I don't know. Kind of. Now you guys are out for blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have well, we haven't played yeah. uh, Wisconsin since that 2015 Elite Eight. Um, yeah, it's um, kind of hoping that they play again, but but yeah, it's uh, yeah. How 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 does that work with with college sports? Like, oh, is there is there a is yeah. there like a certain like does it have a timeout right for certain teams to be able to play other teams, or is that just like? two completely separate like divisions where they only come together if it's like a playoff situation or yeah yeah so arizona's in the pac-12 and um wisconsin's in the big 10 and so they're completely different conferences and they usually those conferences are um, location based so bands and uh i'm sorry not bands um um, teams in that area only kind of like um play with uh each other uh against each other in their conference and then but before the usually are in the um, like the winter time they have like non-conference like schedules and uh usually they have okay. to, the schools have to um the athletic departments have to like make an agreement to play each other usually it's like the team will travel there to play and then the following year the the team will have to play um they have to go back and forth like it's like a like a um they usually play a two game series like you know one one game there and one game uh, at the other school um but um yeah but sure. uh and if it's like a playoff situation or like a tournament situation usually they they they'll play one another um but yeah actually there was a a guy from the ho chunk um nation he played for <laughs> Wisconsin Badgers so I thought that was cool um um oh yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so I'm, I'm more of like a, a fan of that and then uh, college football, I think Wisconsin Badgers are like like just a power, like like you know they they're always like doing well every year. Um, and then, but yeah, I know like the Green Bay area, that's more like the Packers. Um, yeah, the Packers are definitely a <laughs> definitely a known presence yeah. for sure. I mean, just going around Green Bay, I mean it's like the streets are named after coaches and stuff like that. Yeah. So coaches of the past and everything. So. Yeah. How far are you from Milwaukee? Um, I'm about an hour and a half north of Milwaukee. Oh, okay. So Milwaukee's like right down, I mean, just north of Chicago. And then if you go straight up from there, basically like follow the lake shore up, there's another lake there, uh, Lake Winnebago, and we're like right on top of Lake Winnebago, sort of. Okay, cool. Yeah, last year the Phoenix, yeah. the Phoenix Suns, this is the NBA, and Phoenix Suns played the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA championship. It was a, it was a close one. Uh, the Bucks uh, won the championship last year. Beat yeah, the yeah, I remember hearing a whole lot about it. <laughs> I definitely hear about it at work a bunch. So, yeah, there's a lot of diehard sports guys at work and everything. So, yeah. 
I hear the, I hear what's going on a little bit, but I don't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the cool thing though, about the Bucks is that the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, he grew up in, he grew up about an hour from where I'm at. Um, he's like, his name's uh, Mike Buddenholzer. He, the, so the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, he grew up in Holbrook, Arizona, which is like about an hour, hour and 30 minutes away from where I'm at. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, no shit that's cool yeah yeah i'm kind of like a sports nerd too so i, I, like, I like to play like fantasy football and uh, i don't know stuff like that i'm just kind of a nerd nice oh <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh um, yeah so yeah i mean yeah the oneida thing here is uh it's it's pretty pretty known i mean it's to me i mean it's it's a little closer to home for me um my girlfriend actually works in uh, social work for the Oneida Nation, so <clears throat> that's pretty cool. I get to kind of understand a little bit more of it. She's actually like a, a domestic violence advocate for for um, families for the Oneida Nation, so it's it's cool. Like we we just went to uh, a powwow for Oneida a few a few months ago, maybe two months ago, I think. So that was super cool um, to get to see that and have her explain to me, you know, what's going on and why it's going on and, you know, different ceremony and all of those things. So, yeah, super interesting to me. I mean, I'm still learning quite a bit about it, but it's it's cool to have something like that, you know, closer to me now. So, yeah, definitely a lot a lot to learn. Um, opened my eyes quite a bit. I've always been a person of like, you know, treat everybody fairly and all that stuff. So everybody deserves dignity and respect, but I mean, it's like hearing about, you know, the history of indigenous people a lot more because she's in it for her job and it's a passion of hers. So man, it's like kind of a, a tough pill to swallow just hearing about, you know, some of the, the negative stuff that came about to, to make this, this country it's just like oh man mm-hmm. so i have a, a ton of respect for indigenous people for sure yeah just for that reason alone i always did before but i mean now it's just like holy shit it's kind of opened my eyes a lot more to it and it's just yeah mad respect for sure for that stuff yeah i think you making music with your band choke i think that that in itself um you know uh people around here around the navajo area are big metalheads, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, once they hear this, I hope they get a chance to check out Choke and, um, yeah, just, you know, just because the music itself is pretty healing and, you know, as heavy it is and as aggressive as it is, it it really does help. And especially for me too, like, I mean, I've kind of like transitioned a lot, like with school and different schools and jobs and just like, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, but you know, the thing that I kind of always carry with me is, uh, listening to like this kind of music. So it, it definitely, it's a, it's definitely there and it's, uh, can offer a lot of healing. So yeah, I'm really stoked on choke and really hope everyone checks it out or checks out the uh, Decipher EP when it comes out. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for giving me the chance to talk to you for a little while. That's super rad of you. I've listened to, I get like 10 hours a day at work to put my earbuds in and just weld pipe all day. So it's, I've been definitely checking out a quite a few episodes of yours and 
plan to hopefully get through the whole playlist of it so oh yeah oh thank you yeah you know when i started it was just kind of for fun like um i was like living in phoenix at the time i was um um kind of like working out there doing like a um, i was um doing a training program uh, out there for like work or and then, this is just kind of something for fun um and then um yeah during yeah it was actually during like the covid time that's when i kind of started reaching out to people to interview because i i do like to listen to a lot of like podcasts especially with uh bands um and just kind of like getting more you know about the hearing more in depth um you know how the music you know comes about with the different these different bands and artists and hearing just like kind of the more behind the scenes stories so i really wanted to kind of dig into that and i noticed that it wasn't really mentioned like the bands around here the a lot of the native like indigenous um metal bands weren't really mentioned so i figured that that could be my niche and you know i reached out to some people and yeah a lot of them were very receptive and kind of like you know were really cool and let me talk with them and kind of just kind of built from there and um yeah it's just kind of been kind of like just snowballing from there and been lucky enough to talk with some um well-known people the biggest one I was proud of was the Max Cavalera one like I was like so stoked on that one I was like probably yeah I saw that I I'm yet to listen to that one I'm kind of saving it for the the icing on the cake in your playlist so yeah yeah that honestly that took like years like i just remember like emailing like or no i was like messaging like the soulfly like um like facebook account and then i would never hear back and then i would um yeah i think it was um i think i started messaging all of like max cavalera's like projects on social media and then i started emailing like his manager and i finally heard back from his yeah. manager which is his wife and then she told me like oh yeah you know we can we can talk and and then, um, yeah, finally, there's a, yeah, there's, finally got it. It was so cool. That's fucking sick, man. Yeah. There's a, there's a dude from, um, around here. There's a town east of here called two rivers. It's actually like a super, super small town. <clears throat> uh, there's a great band from two rivers called Macauber, by the way, mm-hmm. they, they're sick. They're on prosthetic records. Um, but there's uh, a studio in two rivers called carp town studios. And, uh, one of the, the owners of that is uh, Mark Burr, and he, I think, is actually the, I think he's been a pretty long-running uh, front-of-house sound guy for Soulfly. Mm-hmm. So he's he's out on the road with them right now, I think. I see his Instagram and oh, nice. see all the sweet tour pictures and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, there is, it's crazy. Wisconsin's, like, kind of a, it's weird, like, if... <laughs> If you like dive into it, there's a, quite a few people from like the area that just kind of just branch off into these larger gigs, and it's just kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, this is kind of just a fun thing. Like, I don't get paid to do this. This is just my own like my own hobby. But um, yeah, I'm really glad you got a chance to check it out. And um, yeah, I can't wait for people to hear this, and hopefully, you know check out choke and pick up the album hell yeah man yeah thank you so much yeah i really do appreciate it yeah.